Well, welcome everybody to Self Cell Care. And I have three, kind of three co-hosts today. So one, come on, fake. She, oh, she's being shy today. That's not like her. Come on. We have Fagala is one of my co-hosts. And there you go. Tinkerbell is one of my co-hosts. And then, of course, Rajai Kaldani is one of my co-hosts. And he'll probably doing, be doing most of the talking unless they decide to take over. <laughs> so, so welcome to Self Cell Care. Um, we're very excited to have you here. And today we're talking about, are you programmed to hate or to love? And what is it that we really mean by that? So, you know, um, I'm going to be as gentle about this as possible. <laughs> so when you hear that somebody thinks differently than you do, what's your gut reaction? When somebody has a different skin color than you do, what's your gut reaction? Once, when somebody has a different religion than you do, what's your gut reaction? When somebody has a different sexuality that you're not comfortable with, what's your gut reaction? And we're going to talk about that today. And I'm grateful to bring on my brother from another mother, Rajai Keldani. Hi, Raj. Hey, hey, hey Jody, how's it going? It's going Hello. well. Glad to have some co-pilots with me today. Yeah, they're hilarious. They insisted upon being on the show. Wow. You know, every time I see them, they're such and just such beautiful colors. I mean, they're like really just beautiful creatures. Well, and think about that. The colors are beautiful, but it's a reflection of what's going on on the inside. Uh, well, yeah. because there are a lot of parrots who pluck their feathers. Mm, I've they, seen that. I've yeah. seen some that look pretty bad. I'm like, oh, what, what happened to that? Yeah. Right. That reflects their stress and their anxiety and things like that. So, right. um, so, so we're going to be talking about, you know, the prog are we programmed to hate? Are we programmed to love? Um, and this came out of the upset that I think that we all have about what's going on in other countries. People are dying, right? Yeah. They're being starved to death. And you had mentioned uh, what's happening in the Gaza Strip. And what yep. my response was to you was, well, that's the one they're talking about, right? Sure. Um, there's Malaysia, where they plowed everybody's homes down and took the trees and took the women, raped the women, right? And yep. I'm, and you know, and they use these trees to make the tires for our cars that we drive here in the United States of America. So, yeah. Um, what I want, and the reason I don't want to minimize or nominalize what's going on in Gaza, okay? I do want to bring a greater awareness that this has been going on forever. And so I'm going to start this, this with the story that I told you about myself as a child. Yeah. And then we'll take it from there and I'll let you share what your thoughts are and, and where you want to go with this. Sure. So as a kid, I grew up in Highland Park, Illinois, and I always wanted to go to Israel. And um, I grew up Jewish, for those of you who don't know, as I'm uh, flashing my cross, right? But con converted to Christianity 
but have a lot of love for my heritage. Like no, no disrespect for my heritage. It brought me to where I am today. So, so the thing is, is that I always wanted to go, but they were fighting. There were wars and I was seven. So I'm 60 now and I'm mm. still waiting for the war to stop. Yeah. I'm waiting. In a long time. Mm -hmm. So that's 53 years. And we know it's been going on longer than that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, that's a hot, a hot area in the world right now. And, um, you know, a lot of uh, heated um, and feelings and emotions and, um, you know, with kind of just, just what's going on now in the past and the background and the whole backstory, a lot of people, um, should know about if they don't, you know, I, I think it's important to be educated about what's going on in the world. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, it is a wider problem. It, it is about, you know, what choices do we make? Like, um, you know, we um, all have choices and uh, we do have a choice to, uh, to hate or to love or to be indifferent. Um, and I think, you know, I, I've, I've always been an idealistic type of person and I've had this vision of, where we could be as a race, as a species. And I always felt like we were selling ourselves short um, and that we could be much further along than where we are today. Although we've made progress because we have made progress. I mean, we've, you know, we've been much further along our history in the past than, uh -oh. than where we are today. Although we've made progress because. Sorry about that. Are you still there, Raj? I'm here. Yeah. Okay, I got a duplicate. It was my fault. I opened up Facebook um, to say hello to Phil. <laughs> so, Phil, we're just going to wave and say hello, Phil uh, Noserino. There you go. Um, so, you know, we've had this long, long, dark history of all kinds of atrocities that have happened in, in the past. And so we have made progress. But, you know, where could we really be if we made different choices. And I think that's really what it comes down to. And, um, you know, um, prejudice, hate, um, you know, this, this is the vision that we've, we tend to, uh, kind of cling on to, right. We all, and I get it, right. Cause I think part of it is the fact that we're, uh, hard, hardwired to some degree, right. Because we, we look for social groups. We're always looking to attach to a group. Right. And I think that's part of like just our survival mechanism. Right. We want to associate with a group, especially early on. That's how like, um, you know, young kids find themselves in the, in the gangs. Right. I mean, they look to identify with a group and they find a group and then they, 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 they start to, um, you know, kind of coalesce together. But the problem with that is when we identify with a group, we often ex look at the differences between groups mm -hmm. right and we emphasize the differences and so we look at things like skin color race we look at things like religion nationality i mean you name it what how many things can we kind of um have some distinction on and we cling on to those but really those are really very superficial things that really in the grander scheme of things don't matter at all because at the end of the day 
we're all human beings. Mm -hmm. We all have. <laughs> or, or feathered beings. Sure. But, we, but really, beyond that, we're all spirit beings, right? Because this is not. Actually, that's is, what she was looking for. She's like, really? <laughs> well, right. I mean, so we're, we're, we could talk 3D and then we could talk 5D too, right? But we're, we're both, right? Because yes. we're spirit beings first, but we're also, you know, human beings here in 3d living this incarnation right and we all have the same desires we all have we all just want to have a decent happy you know life we want to raise kids and have friends and and be successful and and for the most part most people want to help other people um but you know what so i i i, I would i'm going to pause you on that so yeah. i disagree Sure. So I, you know, um, you and I spoke about this, but um, I, when I, I grew up in Highland Park, moved to Barrington Hills at the age of 11 yeah, and sure. a half, something like that. And, uh, and I'm still friends with this girl. Okay. And her first name is Sherry. We'll just do that. Okay. So she comes down to greet me, uh, Sher Sherry and Ruthie. And, you know, a couple days later, um, you know, her mom says, well, she's Jewish. I don't think you can play with her. Does she have horns? Right now at the ripe old age of 11, or maybe she was 12, Sherry told her mom where to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we saw her. She lives in this in the same town as I do now. Or I live in the same town as she does, because she moved here first. And yeah. I bought one of her paintings. And I told her the story. And she didn't remember it, but she goes, you know what? I'm still telling my mom the same thing. Right. Where to go with that. And so I disagree. I think there's a lot of programming. I think there's a lot of divide. And I think that if you got rid of the programming at the root, root cause or the root, root soul of who we are, I'm with you. I think people yeah, want, yeah, people want so, to be so loved. Programming, a lot of that programming is based in the separation mentality, right? Which fosters and creates, you know, ignorance, right? Not really understanding, not really knowing, not even getting another group a chance or, or a person a chance because you prejudge that person based on some superficial thing that right? never really existed anyway what's that that never really existed anyway yeah absolutely we, we all bleed red and you know we all have um emotions look you're not gonna jive with everyone i'm not saying you know hey you gotta be friends with everyone because you're not it's some people you're gonna jive with and some people you're not but and that's know, okay right and it's okay yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you could, hey, I like, you know, um, strawberry ice cream and I don't like chocolate or whatever. That's fine. I mean, you, you can you can have a preference with, you know, people that you jive with. But, you know, that's that's one thing versus having like a, a total, let's say, bigoted ignorance and hatred towards someone. 
Daniel someone that's unwarranted, right? I mean, mm-hmm. no basis for it whatsoever other than you adopted someone else's idea about that person or that group, right? Right. Because most of it is not our own thoughts, right? I think the, the real problem, and, and there's there's different levels. So there's a personal level, there's a societal issue as well. And I think that's a that's a that's a bigger problem is the societal issue because um, you know when you start looking and talking about masses, um, you know the I, the intelligence of the, or the IQ, the emotional IQ of a mass of group of people mm-hmm. is a lot lower than it is for like a person one to one, right? Where um, they, they get easy, bought in. Well, it's easy to 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 just. Essentially, there's a, a mob mentality kind of mm-hmm. um, that's easy to buy into, and it's very kind of primitive, right? Um, but it's powerful because, um, you know, if you've ever been into, let's say, you know, you go to a concert, right? I mean, there's an energy and a vibe within at that place, and it sweeps you in a way to where it almost bypasses your logic and just kind of takes you away on an emotional level, right? To where you um, you buy into what's happening, right? There's an energy field around that event. Um, so it's very easy for masses to get kind of sucked up into like low kind of low level thinking, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to geopolitical things, groups, things that are happening in the world. We see it all the time in the news, right? They're always kind of, you know, lowest common denominator type of information. I agree. Um, Yeah. Without nuance, without distinction, and quite frankly, without context. And And consciousness. And consciousness. So, you know, Maybe what we need to do, so we need to take responsibility for our own, um, you know, the way we think and the way we feel, but then also what we, where we put our energy into, right? Mm-hmm. If we're listening to the the news all the time, right? And the news is really, from my perspective, really isn't news anymore. It's not news anymore. It's just propaganda. Thank you. And we're feeding it by giving it our attention and support, we support it, right? Because we are holding those people up as authorities when, you know, they're really just, you know, spinning tails and, you know, they just want your attention. It's about Wait, 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 wait. Why are we giving the media um, the position of authority? Well, Collectively, that's what we've done. I mean, I don't. But why do you why why do you think we've done that? Why do you think we've edified them? We've given them position of authority, and we think because it comes out of their mouth, it must be true. Tell me that. Do you have any idea? Yeah, you know, I think I think for um, I think for a lot of people, it's just convenience. Um, number one, right? Um, they. And but it's also part of their belief system. So it's also, um, you know, I I don't know. I'm not an expert, so I can't make sense of what's happening here. I need someone else to tell me. Mm-hmm. Right. It's also that kind of like passing the buck 
of taking responsibility of, of what information you receive as truth and what information you receive as false. And so it's easier for people to say, okay, this is a trusted entity that is going to tell me what I need to know about X, Y, Z. Well, and do you think that the news is a trusted entity anymore like it used to be? No. I, I, I believe they've lost complete credibility. Um, well, at least for me and for a lot a lot of people in the world. And, and my camp is growing by the millions every day. I think people are starting to realize because, I mean, look at just look at our history. It, you know, if you actually just go back and just look at the last 15, 20 years, how many contradictions have we seen, right? From what we physically see in the world and what we hear about in the media. And, and then we start to kind of compare and contrast and we're saying, okay, that's a contradiction. That's a contradiction. That's a contradiction. Well, they have a consistent history of these contradictions. At some point, you start to you should start to wonder, hey, are these people really reporting on the news as it is, or are they spinning, you know, um, propaganda? And we've seen it time and time again. And if you're paying attention, you will see the contradictions, and it becomes apparent that you're not getting good information. You're not getting the news. You're being propagandized. So it's, I don't remember it used to be that way. I used to, re, I remembered where the newscasters did the work. Yes. There used to be a time that used to be the case. So in the, in the mid nineties, um, so there was a, a monopoly law that, that essentially no company could monopolize like a network. Right. Or like a, a market. Let's say you're in you're in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. One company couldn't own all the radio stations and all the newspapers in Atlanta. You had, you had to have multiple separate entities mm -hmm. kind of like eating newspapers. Well, like real estate, like anything else. Right. I mean, we've had monopoly um, guidelines or rules for. Um, a long time, right? Yes. So in 1994, under Clinton, they did away with that. What? So now, wait, wait, what? What? In 1994, they passed a bill that did away with that, right? So it for was all law. industries, or just for the media? the media? The media in particular. Who's tied into so that, where? What's that? Which is tied into where? Well, I mean, you know. Look, uh, the, you know, so Bill Clinton is a Rhodes Scholar. Okay, so the, we're talking Cecil Rhodes. Okay, we're mm -hmm. talking, that's where um, the Rhodes Scholar comes from. Okay, this is um, really, you know, the top tier elite class. This is a guy who more or less started South Africa. Okay, mm -hmm. so we're talking the apartheid state, you know, racist state of South Africa. And so this is when you hear Rhodes Scholar. So when I hear Rhodes Scholar, I'm thinking, okay, so this is this guy is connected to the top level globalists because and their real agenda is really total and complete 
control. Mm -hmm. And that's why they would do something like the, you know, kind of demonopolize that or, or get rid of that, that law that prevented monopolies within the press, within the media. So it used to be hundreds of companies all over the country reporting, doing different things. They, they were autonomous. They, you know, they had their own agenda or whatever, but you had some, at least some competition when it came to the news. Right. right. And, and now we and don't, so, I guess. Now we don't. That explains a lot because I had no idea. Yeah. So now there's about five or six companies that pretty much like here in the U.S. Um, that govern about or, or that more or less, um, you know, 90 5% of the news comes from those five companies, five or six companies. Wow. So that's why you're getting one voice. You get one voice. It's the same. And so they might give you a little nuance, but really on the big picture, the big picture things, right? The things that really, really matter, you get one voice. So like, that's why we have uh, platforms now like Rumble. Yes. And, and that's why they, they, part of what they want to do now is they want to censorship the, censor the internet because they don't have the kind of centralized control um, that they have of like the media, right? Like mm -hmm. the right. So there there is a battle going on right now, right? And so part of like you know even like with these laws that they're that they're going to start passing of like um, they're already doing it already, but specifically based on this con this conflict that's happening now, you know with uh, hate speech laws, even more hate speech laws. When I hear those, I'm thinking, okay, that's censorship. That's what that really is all about. It, so, what are the ha hate speech laws? Well, you know. By like, the way, uh, these are usually the conversations Rajai and I have backstage. Right. <laughs> he teaches me a lot, so I'm just gonna like you know let him roll. Just keep in mind what we can say and what we can't say. Okay, honey. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they they're looking to um, really control people's thoughts, speech. Um, but if you control the speech, you control the thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're they're connected, and people will start to self self censor. We've seen that already. That happens all the time. But using you know, kind of over dramatizing this idea of hate speech, right? Mm -hmm. Really. If it's hateful speech, there's people are going to realize it's hateful speech and not give it any mind, not pay it any mind. There doesn't need to be any additional laws to govern that because I don't really think government can really govern morality as an example. Okay, but I they can try. Well, they so that they really don't care about morality. It's really about control. They have one. Oh no, I'm with you, but they'll 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 label it, right? Sure. Yes. I mean, look at so, Roe versus Wade. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime they present something to you, they're going to present it to you as this is something that's good for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the way it's done. Because if they tell you what they really want to do, you would be like. No, <laughs> I don't want that. No, none of us want that. Why would we want to do that? So it, in order for you to kind of go along, it has to sound good to you. Mm -hmm. And and that's a tactic that's used all the time. And oftentimes that's also used in like kind of what we're seeing today, right? You have groups cheering on 
other people killing other people. So like, let's go back to Jodie Foster, shall we? Because you know where I'm going to go. So yeah. she's she, what was the movie that she did where she gets raped on the pinball machine, right? And all the men mm -hmm. are cheering around, uh, egging the the rapist on. Yeah. And so, so, you know, so we've been seeing this for a long time. If Jodie Foster did a movie of it, it's an issue, right? Yeah. And so the question is, you know, I, you know, personally, I think we're programmed to hate. That's that's my answer. But <laughs> show's over. No, I'm just. <laughs> but the question is, how can you reprogram yourself? to not get mad at someone for doing something and realize it's also their programming and shift their mindset into a new reality to understand that everybody, especially now, is just trying to heal. Yeah. So so I, I like, um, so you and I took the NLP class, right? Mm-hmm. Just got and certified last night with my husband. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, and and one of one of the things they talk about that are these presuppositions, right? And the pre mm -hmm. one of the presuppositions is that everyone's trying to do the best that they can with what they have, right? And I do believe that, right? So, but we all <laughs> like what's that pitter patter? Go ahead. Do you smell popcorn? No. <laughs> I do smell popcorn. <laughs> but it's interesting because it's all based on our belief system. So like we, we will, um, create an internal representation of the world right. based on what we believe. Right. So if we have belief systems that really are rooted in separation and, um, you know, ha saying this group is better than that group and we're superior than this group because of X, Y, Z, because that's a belief, right? You have that belief. Right. And then you you formalize a worldview based on that belief. Well, we need to like again, I think it really comes back down to looking at ourselves, being honest with ourselves, and reassessing some of those beliefs, right? Because we are we have been programmed. We have a a society that really has been built on this separation idea. And that's why we do have all these problems and we've had them for a long time, but that is a program. But we could also recognize that those are programs and we don't like those programs. They do not serve us. They do not help us. They don't move the needle when it comes to let's make a better world. How do we make a better world? Okay. How do, how can, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we could be hundreds of years in progress ahead of where we are today if we didn't have the separation mentality. So I'm, I'm with you 150%. And I want to talk about the belief systems and the fact that we are doing the best that we can with the belief systems that we have, which were given to us by somebody else. Yes, we've adopted those belief systems. So it's about taking personal responsibility for you. Are you, the thoughts you have, are they your thoughts or someone else's thoughts? 
the beliefs you have are they your thought or your beliefs or someone else's beliefs right Mo a lot of people have not gone through that right where they they look at and deconstruct their own belief system about who they are why they're here what they're a part of and what you're here to do yeah i'm writing you a note on here and i'm going to post it so here we go all right yeah I, absolutely so i think we should do a group think class it's going to be based in nlp raj will be mm. certified in the next couple of weeks and so we'll schedule it like for uh march time frame march or april okay. and yeah. um and so we'll uh get no more than 10 people in the class and um it'll be i think we should do eight sessions and we'll come up with a price that's fair that's affordable for everybody yeah okay um but because i think that you know people can bring to the class a you know they can start what the most important part that we can do for you sorry this is just coming off the cuff um is to help you have self-awareness about how you feel how you react um um are are you reacting or responding do you go into pause mode or victim mode right something happens is it happening for you or to you yeah, yeah. Victim mode is big. That's been weaponized in so many different ways in our society, and um, and I think yeah, that that's a problem. That that's something that we we need to address as a society, right? Because yeah, victimhood doesn't help anyone. Well, most people. It, it doesn't help most people. <laughs> no, it, it, I I just don't see it. Um, yeah. So I want to I want to give a, a great example of that because I've shifted my mindset like completely. I I don't see myself as a victim and. If you want to say if anybody has a right to own a victim mode, I could do that. I mean, beat up as a kid all my life in the hospital, right. misdiagnosed for two decades and almost died. Do I have any energy on it? Not, not, not any energy because it's not my identity. It's not who. It's not my identity. I mean, I don't own that as that's what makes me who I. I mean, like that's not who I am. Now I am grateful that it happened because it makes me who I am today, which is a powerful being who helps people transform their own lives. Okay. Yeah. So like, thank you for that. Thank you to the doctor who misdiagnosed me. Thank you to the guy, you know, that doctor who put me on the clinical trials. And, um, and, and thank you for the, you know, the brain injury I had at the age of seven. So, um, and yourself included, what are you thankful for before I go to the next step? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I'm thankful for everything. I mean, look, I, you know, I've had my own experiences, been in the uh, military and kind of got exposed to some toxic chemicals and all kinds of stuff. And uh, I've, is that your phone? It's not my phone. Actually, actually it is my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Grateful for that phone. I mean, you know, let that bell ring. Go for I it. I thought it was on you. It's okay, huh? So I'm thankful for my phone, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it really is about um, um, being aware of what your triggers are, because that's mm -hmm. really what, that's kind of like an, 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 an indication, okay? Right. When we're triggered, why are we triggered? Is that, you know, it, should there really be a trigger there? 
right? I mean, because a lot of times there shouldn't, maybe on some things, maybe, right? I mean, I, I think it's there for a reason, but is that a rational trigger? Is that something that I should really be concerned about? Is that something I should really put energy towards? Let's look at it. You know, I've had to um, reassess my own beliefs and I've done that multiple times. And it's not an easy thing to do. Especially it's so not form. easy. No, it's it not. is so it's... not easy. Look, I mean, my husband. Wow. I just want to say, first of all, he's probably one of the most powerful people I know. Uh, mm. Would I have said that last year? Probably not. Um, but because he had uh, traumas, like really real traumas. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm on him. Like, no, you got to get that handled. <laughs> Now, I didn't just say you have to get it handled. Like, yeah. like you, you and I both gave him the tools, did we not? Yeah. Right. So Raj and I have been, we've had our our clients, so to speak. Um, Andrew was not the only client. <laughs> right. right. And so we've had our clients and um, we've been doing this for a very long time, him and I. And we decided to get certified just to give evidence to like, hey, we do this. We know this. We live this. Right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I think, um, you know, we can really, really help people in a couple different ways. One, using the NLP. And then the other part, uh, both Rajai and I are quantum energy healers. And so we can access consciousness. And so if the issue you have is from this lifetime, we'll let you know. If the issue is from a past lifetime, we will let you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we'll show you ways to clear it. So I think um, like eight to 10 sessions, something like that. And um, we'll, we'll schedule the dates. And I think that what we could do is, at least for a Georgia, but we could, I could have some of the people come here and we can pipe you in over over the internet, you know, over yeah. Zoom, and the rest of the people from around the country can, um, you know, pipe in over the internet as well. So, um, she, she's talking to Stephen. <laughs> what, what is she saying? Um, I wasn't listening. I do know that she's talking to Stephen. Uh, what are you saying to Stephen? Mm, oh, my brother's here to apologize for beating me up as a child. Mm. You know, because he put him in the hospital a lot. I forgave yeah. my brother, Stephen. Stephen, I forgive you. Stephen, I, I forgave him a long time ago. The issue was, they're asking me to talk about it. I didn't forgive myself. Mm. And, That's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there were so many things to forgive myself for, by the way. Right. <laughs> you know, and so it, and they're asking me to share this because it's being released now. So it was uh, about 40 years ago when he strangled me and uh, threw me across the room and the corner of my back hit a very sharp table and I've had a problem with my left hip, um, you know, for most of my life. Someone's giving me a thumbs up. Thank you. Um, and so, I mean, I'm not saying that I've had pain every day in my left hip, but I'm going to tell you that that um, it's connected to an emotion. So as long as I wasn't releasing the emotion and the emotion came up, guess what? I got the pain. Right. And so we're going to mm -hmm. teach you those things, too, in this class. Someone really likes what I'm saying. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and and so here's the thing. Um, those cells, um, 
cellular memories got stuck in the hip. Mm. So I've had to do a variety of things, you know, massage, chiropractic, um, uh, hot yoga. I got a great hot yoga teacher. Her name is MK and she does EMDR too. I'm like, damn, you're good. Um, but the point is, is that there are a variety of ways in which you can release these stuck emotions. And so I think having this group think class is going to be amazing and we'll make it affordable, you know? Yeah. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, so what else? I mean, so we're, we're talking about program. Wow. We got to the nitty gritty fast. It's only been 38 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah, we, we don't mess around. No, we don't. Well, look, I mean, this stuff is really simple. The, the, the hard part is the actual application and, and actually doing it, right? I mean, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, you know, uh, vibrate, you know, at a higher frequency with love and, and you know, be right. passionate and, <laughs> and, and walk, walk in other people's shoes before you judge and all these things, right? You're due on... Um, do onto your neighbor as you would like have done onto you, you know, all these things that we all know about. Right, right, right. right. The real challenge is really doing it, right? The real challenge is being it. And, um, but you know what? I mean, we have layers. We, 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 uh, we have to, you know, we just have to be willing to work on ourselves and be, be honest with ourselves, with our spirit, right? Because in the end, we are all going to answer to that. Oh, yeah big guy in the sky mm -hmm. and you know you know when we're doing things that um you know are violating other people's let's call it um you know their sovereignty mm -hmm. violating their i mean the, you know their divine right right how about that right. let's just talk That's about right. that let's say we're violating their divine right to clean air clean food clean water to not and those things are causing the toxic relationships don't even get me started absolutely i mean don't even i mean like i i i mean like we are via people are being violated every single day so if you're oh, angry yeah. about it you have a right to be angry However, I'm going to tell you it's not helping you. Yeah. What does it do yeah. to your cells? You want to talk about that? I'm sorry? What does it do to their cells when they're so angry? You want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, anger is just going to cause, uh, I mean, essentially, your cells just shut down. Your anger, well, if you're angry for a couple minutes, that's going to affect you for a good 24 hours. Um, wow. So now I didn't know that. Yeah. What if I am angry for a couple minutes and then I clear it, give it to God, bring in the Christ white light and St. Germain's violet flame? Does it still last for 24 hours? Uh, well, I mean, it probably won't be as long, but, uh, Just but yeah. Because, you know, but, like but I, I got my I gig. You have to counter it with joy, right? You counter it with joy and then now you're okay. You're, okay. So wait, do I show you my abdomen now, or because I'm wearing my joy patch? I don't know. <laughs> remember where I put it. <laughs> That's funny. So so like let's so everything is um, relative to each other, and they're on a scale. Right. Okay. So let's take hot and, and cold. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where does hot stop, and where does cold begin? Well, it's perception based upon, it's all perception. It's the same thing. It's just on a different extreme. 
this way is hot, this way is cold. Mm-hmm. Where does it like transition? It's the same thing. It's 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 the same kind of energy. What do you, so? What as are you saying? Fact, as a matter of fact, hot couldn't exist without cold. Right, and love can't exist without hate. Yeah. So how do we slide that? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. How know. do we just? How, how do we? How do we slide of, it? It's just. It's just a decision. Well, but if if love can't exist without hate and hot can't exist without cold and joy can't exist without sadness uh, sadness and anger right what do we do with that well i I think it's we realizing that we have power over these emotions we get to choose what we experience Mm -hmm. right and it's it's just a scale we move it down right so now now certain things are similar right so like um there's certain things that, that okay well, those are two different things so solid liquid right like ice ice and ice and water right it's and the same steam. thing it's the same substance it's just the conditions have changed and it transforms well how do we transform these things right it we we that especially our emotions we have control over those just you know we can actually shift that we can move them down that scale right and that's all we're doing so it's interesting um i'm not going to use the the word but it's the big c right there was a post that was done um by our friend michelle mm-hmm. froge right yeah. the rock star coach yeah and she says you're not a victim okay and you know you don't you don't have to act like one and you can choose and you know and somebody said well i got prostate c and you know how, how do you say that i have a choice in that da, 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 da. uh with while staying compliant how would you respond to that person because i i gave him an earful go ahead <laughs> well i believe we're extremely powerful quantum beings. And we can actually, we can heal ourselves Mm -hmm. if we are tapped into the right kind of frequency, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Right now, it's something that maybe people need can learn, right? Because not everyone has that awareness of how to, to do that. But that's been done. Yes, it has. Joe Dispenza, right? The girl and on the flight on my way back from the cruise. It was crazy. I've got chills all over myself. Um, yeah. She broke her back and her ribs. She decided not to have surgery. And she decided not to do drugs. She's 33 years old. She goes, you ever heard yeah. of Joe Dispenza? Because I think I'm just going to self-heal. <laughs> Praise yeah. Jesus. I guess you are. Well, well, if you think about it, we are a self-healing entity. I mean, you cut yourself, it, it just heals on its own. But, you know, something like that, right? Okay, maybe you've been overwhelmed through life and stress and blah, 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 and, you know, toxic living and all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? 
but you can shift that. You can shift that. You can actually, um, you can literally will yourself to hell. I know. How many times you did I? How many food. times did I do it last year? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm actually um, um, listening to an audio book right now. It's an amazing book uh, called Supercharge Your Healing. Or no, as, yeah, Supercharge Your Healing. Who's the author? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll text you the information. But it's, um, it's, it's a fantastic book. Why do and you like a, it? Well, it's very similar to the Dispenza story. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this guy more or less was paralyzed and had all kinds of problems to his diabetes was completely out of control, um, all kinds of infections. You know, he just willed himself back to health. You know, uh, Dr. William Pawlik? I'm sorry? Is his name Dr. William Pawlik? No. That's not it. Supercharge your health with PEMF therapy is what I found. No. Okay. Well, that that's that's another way to, to help. You know, it's a tool you can use. And, you know, both, you, both, you both and I, you, you and I both use that, right? And it's very helpful. But Oh, I love it. Uh, what about RJ Spina? That's the one, RJ Spina. Okay, so I'm going to show people just because, you know, like they'll want to yeah. see it. Um, so here here's the thing um i, I want to go back to the fact that we are powerful beings right you can get this on audible it looks like and i'm sure if it's on audible it's everywhere else that's that's right supercharged self-healing mm -hmm. the thing is um what i was trying to get to the guy uh that i was speaking to um on Michelle's thread was that we are so powerful and what people don't understand is if you have unresolved issues it will manifest as disease which is what's going to make this group think class so important yes and I really do believe all this stuff goes back to our belief systems of course it does and what right. are you programmed for are you yeah, programmed to hate you build or to love? Everything around that, right? Mm -hmm. Your actions are based on your, your belief systems. Right. And if you're programmed to hate at so low vibration, your cells are going to be deformed. I'm sorry. And if you're programmed, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it's going to affect every your body. I mean, it, it will manifest physically in your body, right? Because mm -hmm. it's a low vibration um, kind of belief. Yeah, and, and if you guys have, I'm not going to bring it up today, but if you've seen the other shows where Raj and I or any of my other guests, we talk about uh, Masuro Emoto, a Japanese uh, scientist, and he does the um, research uh, unequivocally about the impact of negativity on ourselves. And, um, you know, this has been done on plants and, you know, people. Um, kindness is important, but false kindness doesn't work either, right? You can't fake it. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't. Okay, she has something she wants to say because she's trying to take off mommy's earring. What do you, you, do you hear what she's saying or do you need me to translate? 
I'll let you translate. Okay. <laughs> She's laughing. So, okay. So, Figula, what is it? Well, it's her message since I started the show. Start with heart. Mm. Mm -hmm. And she said that if we can understand, she says one of the books that mommy always talks about is the four agreements. And the hardest agreement that I had, and I think the book is right here in front of me. Um, sorry. Yep, here it is. Hold on. <laughs> the four agreements, right? And when you, the four agreements in the beginning are uh, be impeccable with your word. You know, we talk about integrity. Don't take anything personally, which I've never been able to handle except for the last probably 80 days of my life. I finally realized really at a soul level that what people are doing has nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with you. What's going on and, you know, um, it's their own hate. It's their own love. It's their own joy. It's their own anger, like whatever it is that they're choosing. Mm. And, and you may show up as a trigger for that person, which then also means it's in your field. So you have something else you can clear it. So you don't attract it anymore. And it could be from this lifetime or past lifetime And Rajai and I will teach people how to do that. Um, so we, Naeem is asking about what are, what we think about group fear. We, we, we did talk about that earlier. Naima, um, do you want, uh, do you want to share that again real quick? Kind of the reader's digest version since we have like 11 minutes left. Yeah. I mean, group fear is, um, is powerful. Uh, and, um, you know, I, 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 it's a very dangerous thing, right? Because um, the, like I, we mentioned earlier, the IQ of people, the, the, and the EQ, right? The emotional intelligence and the IQ of people in a large group goes down, right? It, 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 it kind of plays to the lowest denominator, right? Because once we buy in and, and, and kind of, um, you know, become part of a group or become a part of like a mad or like a mob mentality we're not using our higher brain function we're not using our our heart we're just being led right by the moment we're being led by um whatever is what's whatever is being pumped out into the airwaves but it's not our, it's not ours it, it doesn't belong to us right we need to take responsibility for what we buy into well, and what we yeah i i agree i'm sorry there's something think about a pinball machine yeah bing 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 right they're all bouncing off of each other right yeah. so you get that group think together what's happening not a negative group think, not the kind that we're going to create um we're having it's electrical right so now that's electricity. Mm -hmm. yeah. Talk to that, if would you please? Yeah, I mean, look. So if we have fear-based, negative, kind of hateful type of group think, those are the kinds of things that can lead to things like genocide. Okay, mm -hmm. and it has done that in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have to guard against that. Like these are the things that we need to say. Hold on, wait a minute. 
you know, what is the information that's being put out here? And we need to check it, right? Is this real information? Is this propaganda? Is this designed to get a reaction from the crowd or from the people? And so, um, you know, a mob mentality or that group think um, really is dangerous. And I think what we need to do, how we evolve as a species, I believe, is we get rid of the group thing or we minimize it. Well, negative group think. I think that in our group sure. think tank that we create, we're going to um, actually help people co-create, but give the empower them to go back and do it on their own. I get that. But so if we take responsibility for our thoughts and emotions, mm -hmm. so we're taking the power back. Mm -hmm. Now it's our power. Yes. We can now choose. Yes, okay? we can. So now it's no longer a group think. Now this is me. Well, who are you? Okay. It's so now you are making those decisions. You are saying yes, no, that doesn't resonate. That's not true. Um, or, you know, I will, that's not who I am. I will do this because these are my principles and what I believe in. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Mm -hmm. It's, it, it stops with you. It begins and ends with you. And when you start to like, just go with the flow because everyone else is the, doing it, mm -hmm. then you're give you're you're not in charge. You're giving away your power. Yeah, no, I'm with you 150%. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm with you. So yeah. any last thoughts before because we are going to end uh, a couple minutes early. Because um, I know you've got an appointment and so do I. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think we just um, yeah, we just need to um, really work on um, reconnecting with who we are and why we're here. And I think if we did that, um, a lot of our problems in the collectively, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because we unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but we do live in a, in a society, but it really begins with each one teach one, each one radiate out, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, be that example because you know too many people are just kind of walking around aimlessly not really being their f utilizing their full potential being the best person that they can be because if we all did that it would be a different world yeah and i think it all starts with self-awareness huh. and being willing to look at yourself and know that the worst parts of you are okay I mean, you're going to probably modify it so you can we be all a better have shadow. Yeah. We all have shadow, you know, kind of dark and light, but it's about being authentic, mm -hmm. right? Being authenticity is where we need to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. And, um, you know, uh, next week we have um, the rock star coach on here, Michelle Froge. And what we're going to talk about, we don't actually have the title of the show yet, but we're going to talk about feeling your feelings, mm. right? And that it's okay to feel your feelings. We're going to give you some steps to do that. And, um, uh, and how to create a safe place to feel your feelings. 
right? Because if you keep quashing them, guess what? You're going to burst. <laughs> well, they come right back, right? They, 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 need, you need, they need to be acknowledged just like a kid, right? Mm -hmm. A kid that, that's like, that wants that attention, wants to give them the attention. It's like, oh, okay, great. I think, I think these things that we have in us, um, that sometimes holds us back that, that are, could be negative. They just need to be acknowledged. They yeah. represent something, um, a piece of us, mm -hmm. right? And just they need to be kind of be brought back into the fold and acknowledged and respected. I agree. I agree. I couldn't agree more. So um, join us next week. Thank you, Rajai. Thank you, everybody, Absolutely. for showing up. Um, share the show please, with your friends, your colleagues, um, people you think will benefit from really taking a look. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the whole entire world at looking at their program belief systems and how it's hindering them or helping them. All right. And uh, everyone, thank you and have a beautiful, beautiful day. All right.